Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, and Brooks Childress with you here on this Tuesday afternoon. And now we go to the orthopedic clinic phone line and we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing very well. So obviously a lot to talk about from this past Saturday with Auburn and Ole Miss. Again, a lot of the same problems rearing their head. Uh, let's start quarterbacks, obviously, Ferg. Again, a, a rotation that did not seem to make sense to many over the weekend. What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I think Auburn just isn't confident in, in, in either quarterback to kind of run the full offense or run it for the entirety of the game right now. Um, they like some of what happens when Robbie Astor's in the game, and they like some of what happens when Peyton Thorne's in the game. And so, um, you know, at this point in the year, they, they kind of feel like this is their best option. And that's, that's strange and as weird as that sounds uh, and how it looks on the field. That's kind of the situation they're in. It seems like they're going to continue to go in that direction. Um, maybe not as rotationally as it was against Ole Miss. It's kind of back and forth a lot more than we had seen in the past. But, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough spot to be in because I think you want to have some of, the, some of the strength that you get with, you know, Ashford in the game. But you want to be able to, to throw the ball downfield. And it looks like this coaching staff's more confident in Peyton Thorne's ability to do that. And so it's just, it's been back and forth. Um, we talked to both of the quarterbacks today. You know, they admitted that it's not normal. Um, but, you know, I think both of them said, like, you know, it's not something that they use as an excuse or don't use as like a, a, you know, they're not able to get into the flow of the game or anything like that. And because of it, they just feel like they both need to execute what they're being asked to do better. Um, so we'll see if it's as, much of a rotation this Saturday as it was last Saturday. I think it's just Auburn just trying to find a spark and ride the hot hand when they get it. But when you don't really have any of a hot hand, they just kind of kept going back and forth with it and, and um, you know, trying to see who could step up and really just didn't have much consistency there. And, you know, maybe, maybe that can turn around here in the, in the future, but it is, it is definitely a strange, uh, you know, and, and, and hard to decipher uh, rotation at times. Justin, I know that you know none of us here in the studio are, are football coaches, uh, and you know not a lot of folks in the media have experience doing football coaching. But I, I want to ask you, what, what were your thoughts on play calling this past game? I think there were some that that obviously were not, you know, didn't work out and they weren't good in those situations. I go back to the double pass. You know, Auburn gets the ball to the forty in a tie game. Um, you know, you're, you're nearing field goal range at that point, and, and you call a play where if it hits, it hits. But if you know if if it gets blown up, it's you, you knock yourself out of field goal range, and it's it's a risk. It's, it's definitely a risk. I understand wanting to try to dial something up and create a big play, but you know obviously it's backfired. There's some short yardage plays where it feels like Auburn's just not very creative uh, on what they were doing with their short yardage stuff. Um, thought there were times during the game where they kind of abandoned the passing game, um, which is something you just can't do. Like I know I know plenty of Auburn fans are sitting there saying, "Well, you just need to run the ball." a ton and and uh you know lean on it do kind of what you did in november last year with um with robbie astrid and i I get that but i i do think you know you just you got to have some sort of balance you got to be able to at least have a threat to throw the ball downfield 
Uh, and I felt like when Auburn went away from that um, on Saturday against Ole Miss is when they re- that offense really just started to grind into the dirt a little bit, a lot of three and outs in a row. So, uh, you know, uh, there were some calls that were made that were good um, that weren't executed. There were some calls that were made that were good that hit. Um, but yeah, there was you know there were there were uh, a decent amount of calls and decisions where it's just like it just feels like Auburn's just searching. They don't really have any flow or rhythm or continuity right now and. Coaches are just kind of, kind of feels like a dark throw sometimes. You're just like, all right, maybe this works, maybe this will work. And uh, when you're doing that and you don't have a whole lot of confidence right now, in what what's going on? It makes it a whole lot tougher to, um, you know, get get those play calls. Justin, do you think that Hugh Freeze gets more involved in play calling as the season goes uh, finishes out here? I mean, he is involved. Uh, he did say he was involved a decent bit in the in the Robbie Astro package, specifically when they're in. 13 personnel, which is three tight ends. Um, yeah, I think you could see some more of that. Uh, he, he's been very quick not to not to throw uh, Philip Montgomery under the bus. And I know there's a lot of Auburn fans that are very frustrated with Philip Montgomery and his play calling and, and, and just the way the offense has gone to this point. But I would be very quick to say Auburn's – when your offense is this bad right now, it, it's not all on one person. It's not all on one position group. Um, it's kind of an everything thing. And, yes, the coaches are the ones that – uh, you know, get the blame. They're the one who gets paid money for this. But uh, I do think our, you know, Hugh Freeze has been involved enough as a head coach in the offense here over these last few weeks to make it seem like hey, this falls on him as well. Um, you know, so uh, so I think, yeah, he'll continue to be a part of the, the game plan. He did say this week that, you know, I asked him yesterday, I said, hey, what realistically do you think um, can get fixed about this offense at this point in the year. And he says, we, we can definitely be better, and it's going to be his goal for the week to, to figure that out. And, and to, and to um, you know, he said he, uh, that, that was going to be his main goal for the week is just to figure out what's wrong on offense and how he can, how he can fix it, like find ways to fix what's going on. And so I do think he's going to be more involved. But I do also don't think that is an indication of him losing faith in, you know, uh, Philip Montgomery or, you know, being on the verge of, you know, I know, I know Arkansas fired Dan Enos this, this weekend. Um, and I know Auburn, some Auburn fans were trying to ramp up for something like that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that vibe from, from Auburn at all right now. Well, Justin, obviously everybody's talking about offense because that's what has been just struggling so bad. So unfortunately lost in that is how well the Auburn defense has played uh, outside of the one game, obviously against LSU. But uh, once again, this this past weekend, a very valiant defensive effort against a high powered offense. So what is it that you're seeing from that defense that is being successful for Auburn? Yeah, they're they're doing a good job of getting stops and getting off the field when they need to. This is not a great like down over down defense. Um, this is you know per play numbers aren't fantastic. Like you're not going to sit here and, and call Auburn's defense elite, but they just have a knack for getting stops. You know, third downs, they, they take advantage and get off the field uh, more often than not. Um, they force turnovers. Um, they create big plays. They, they, I mean, think about it. I mean, you go back to the Georgia game and, and you know, the you get the A&M game you know, as well um, where you score directly off the turnover. Georgia game, you, you take advantage of two turnovers uh, to get your offensive touchdown. So short field set up by, a, by an interception in this past game. Um, really helped Auburn. It's just that the defense is playing really good complimentary football. And I think they've done a great job of helping those guys out on offense. You talk to these players and you talk to these coaches, you don't hear anything or see anything about finger pointing or putting the blame on one another. I think the vibes on this team are miles better than they were at this point last year during a losing streak. And I, and I think it's, I think it's the defense 
knowing that you know they got a job to do and they're helping out their offense and trying to buy some time for them. And um, they're, they're playing really well. I thought also just big to get healthy. Uh, Austin Keys out there uh, on Saturday helps that linebacker rotation. Tunky, I think Scott making plays um, in his return, uh, and it just that helps out the, the nickel spot so well as well. So I think this defense is getting healthy, and they got a wake up call two weeks ago. I mean, they 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 got torched by a pretty good, uh, pretty elite, I should say, um, LSU offense, and they felt like they let themselves down because you know it's one thing if the offense just carves you up and they're just better than you, but but I think Auburn. Came out of the game saying, "Man, we effort and energy and mistakes got to clean a lot of that up," and they did. And they held a they held an Ole Miss offense that is pretty good in check for a lot of that game, and and, and responded after that that tough start. Um, I think it was like six or seven possessions in a row where they made the stops on them. I mean, that should be enough to win your games, and just Auburn's offense couldn't take advantage. Justin, explain Plankton mentality for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is this is the story of the day. Um, yeah, uh, so Jalen Simpson posted this last night on Instagram, and it's just a bunch of pictures. He had the caption, Plankton Mentality. And so Nathan King uh, asked him about it uh, today, and he said uh, he, he, it was a really funny answer. But it's just basically like, hey, uh, if you know anything, Plankton, the, the villain on SpongeBob, it's, he's got one goal in mind. He's, he's going to get the Krabby Patty formula. That's all he's going to get. And you know, say he's one track mind, got to go get it, got to go get it. And he was saying, that's like, I, you know, he has that mentality when he's playing defense, like, go get the ball. And he said, as a team, I think you got to do that as well. Because I think you're at a crossroads at this point in the year for Auburn. You have a four game losing streak, but look at what you got ahead. You got State this weekend where you're favored for the first time in a while. Vanderbilt next week, you should be favored in that game. We'll see what they look like at Arkansas in a few weeks. Uh, that game looks like a toss up on paper right now. Got New Mexico State in a few weeks as well. Real easy, easily, you can see a path where Auburn wins three of the next four games and gets bowl eligible. Maybe sweeps them on as seven and four heading into the into the Iron Bowl. It's definitely possible. And I think he was just saying like, we guys, we got to have that mentality as a team to go get it. I mean, have that self focus, win football games. Forget what, forget all the failures of the past. Forget what's gone on um, before. Just go get it. And I think that's. That's a big thing for Auburn. You know, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's very Jalen Simpson. Um, if you've ever interviewed or talked to him, he's an incredible personality. He's a great, 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 great dude to talk to. But I do think there's there's a kernel of truth in that for Auburn. It's just like, hey, um, you know, you may have failed over and over and over again here um, these last four weeks, but man, you've got an opportunity right here in front of you to to you know go to a bowl game, potentially have a winning season, give yourself some momentum for the future. You just got to go get it. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, obviously looking ahead towards that Mississippi State game. Uh, they had a surprise where Will Rogers did not play Saturday, and it was Vandy transfer Mike Wright who ended up playing. Uh, so what, what is the status of Rogers ahead of this game, and how does that change the dynamic of things? Unclear at this point. Uh, Auburn is preparing for both Rogers and Wright to play. Um, obviously with Will Rogers, I mean, his two games he's played against Auburn. He's been phenomenal. And I know Mississippi State's not the same team that they were last season, uh, last two seasons. Um, obviously, with, with Mike, Mike Leach's passing, they've kind of been in a little bit of an identity crunch this year on offense. Um, but Mike White, uh, Mike Wright, I should say, has, has played a decent amount of SEC football as well. So who, whoever lines up back there tomorrow or on Saturday, they can't. I don't think Auburn can kind of sit there and think, you know, it's going to be easy. Um, you know, so for, for Auburn, I think 
you're coming off a game if you're Mississippi State where you only scored seven points and against an Arkansas defense that hadn't been playing pretty well. Um, so I think for Auburn, it's just they have the ability to hold this team down. And you have played um, you have played four of the top five or six offenses in the SEC right in a row here. Um, you know, when you throw in A&M, at least the, the top three in the last three weeks. State's not that. Um, and so for Auburn at home, you need to take advantage of it. But, yeah, I, it'll look a little bit different if, if Wright's in the game. Wright's been more of a runner, obviously. Will, Will Rogers has been the, the quintessential kind of air raid quarterback, get it out of your hands quickly type of dude. Um, so I think Auburn's going to be prepared for, for anything from State on Saturday. But, um, you know, it's just not the same weapons that we've seen State have the last few years. Um, I think the bigger – concern in this game and the bigger matchup problem for all this game is, is Mississippi State's defense. Um, obviously, Zach Arnett, their new head coach, is a defensive guy. That's what has been his um, MO his entire career. Very disruptive de- defensive front. Uh, they stopped the run fairly well, haven't given up a 200-yard game this year. Um, averages is not too, too high. Um, they are very disruptive in what they do, trying to um, you know, kind of create chaos. Um, they'll do stunts, twists, a ton of stuff, just to try to get after a very innovative, creative defense that Arnett runs. And so for Auburn, it's just your offense is struggling. You're going to play a defense that's going to try to trick you into a lot of stuff. Uh, you got to be on your piece of use for this one. All right, Justin, I need two very quick fun with Ferg things from you. One, I need sure. the I need the review of Killers of the Flower Moon. And then mm-hmm. two, I need to know how excited you are to watch Steph Curry play basketball again tonight. Very excited to watch Steph Curry play basketball tonight. Still working through my feelings with Chris Paul playing on, on my favorite team. <laughs> sure. that, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to deal with. I'm, I'm just going to be honest there. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Period. Um, I, I watched it with uh, Dan Peck uh, and uh, Adam Cole. My dad also. My dad had read the book that it was based on and really wanted to see it. And we both, we all just were kind of sitting there like this is it's a masterpiece. No spoilers or anything like this, but I'll tell you this. Um, this has been a year for long movies. Um, you know, uh, Oppenheimer in the summer was about three twenty, three thirty, um, in terms of time duration. I, I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. I, I loved it. Um, thought this movie was better. Thought this movie commanded my attention better from beginning to end. It is um, extremely well acted, um, engaging story. Uh, it's 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 a thrilling story it's an infuriating story from our from our nation's history um everybody in it goes for the rafters with their performances I and mean, it's just it's, it's a masterpiece and it's it's you know if you've ever watched any martin scorsese movie he hits all the high notes there from that but it's one of the best movies i've ever seen it's definitely my favorite movie of the year um and even if you're not a person who has great attention span or doesn't like sitting in long movies i think i think this one might be the exception you need to make so go check it out all right, Justin. Well, now I have a follow-up to it. Favorite sure. Leonardo DiCaprio character of all time? Favorite Leo character of all time? Yeah, I, I'll tell you. This the character he plays in this movie is really, um, really going to make a run uh, for it. Um, man, favorite Leo character of all time? I, for his his role in uh, his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably my favorite. Um, I know it's a little bit more of a recent, uh, more a little more recent movie, but. Um, it's one of my favorites as well uh, from from last year, so I, I'll go with that one. That's a that's a movie that 
when I watched it the first time, I really liked it, but I didn't think I really got it as much until second and third view really took off for me. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Justin, I'm sorry, we were looking for Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can for that answer. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I was like. Uh, are we going to say Romeo from the Romeo and Juliet, uh, the, the, Bo- the Bob Lerman uh, Romeo and Juliet thing? I will tell you the one. The one that always got me is I know he won the Academy Award for The Revenant, and that was just like a lifetime achievement award. Um, Revenant's a fine movie, but it was not like Academy Award winning performance. I thought, but he got to do a bunch of crazy like hard uh, hard method method acting, and so they finally gave it to him. But yeah. Yeah, you can. That's, a, that's a great one as well. Yeah, no, I don't know if uh, we never have this kind of discourse around movies, but I don't know if there's too many better duo director actor duos than Scorsese and, and DiCaprio. I mean, they they oh man pounded a lot of yeah. them out, and I, I looked on the IMDb page. I think they got one or two more in the works too. So I think they're just yeah. going to kind of go out together. But uh, certainly appreciate the time as always. For what do we have going on at the Observer here in the coming week? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you if you like stories about Auburn's offense, one, what's going on with it, and two, how they can fix it. That's the first two uh, uh, newsletters this week. Uh, you can check those out. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm, I'm writing about Plankton mentality, because that why not? That was, the sto- that was the story of today's uh, viewing window, or, and, and, and um, you know, not viewing window yet, but our interviews. Uh, and so, got that. Uh, 13 for 13 uh, on Thursday, mailbag on Friday. Uh, I'll be covering Auburn Mississippi State with our observations and our and our podcast recap podcast, uh, and then man, next week I mean, we got we got basketball exhibition to talk about next week. We're, we're about to get right in it ahead of the Vanderbilt game. So AuburnObserver.com, check it out. As always, Justin, we appreciate the time. Uh, we again look forward to chatting you with you down the line, and uh, we're absolutely thrilled to, to catch uh, some of these great movies out like Killers <laughs> and Flower Moon. So again, appreciate the time today, and we we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely, thank you.